This week on the BAMFCAST, it's March, and the secret ingredient is... The Cascos! One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST! Episode 216. That's numbers? Yeah. That's but you know what else it is? Hmm. It's basically kind of unofficially our fifth anniversary. Holy crap! I mean, it's a little bit early, but the it, the day happens in between episodes, so we're right. calling it. We're just going to go ahead and call it. Wow. What a way to celebrate March. <laughs> yes, with, with our anniversary. anniversary episode. Right. Yeah. It happens every March. Well, the anniversary. Our fifth anniversary? Uh, no. Every That's March. All, this oh. one is it. One and done. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. How they we can't celebrate a second fifth anniversary no. in 216 more episodes. Well, that would be a tenth. <laughs> Can we celebrate? No, five it's a years second fifth anniversary. Six okay, months. Fine. Anyway, I'm Harlow. <laughs> I'm Mackie. I'm BJ, and I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Vampcast, all five years, is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Mm-hmm. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first time. Good bad movies enjoy about bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. <laughs> Robot jocks and the bad bad movies doesn't stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags and douchebags after Twilight. Boo! Oh, God damn it! Yuck! Yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna be facing that this week because Mm-mm. starting March to Costco's. <laughs> March to Costco's <laughs> still makes me laugh. Uh, we started with 1992's American Samurai because, well, there's a lot of reasons. Because it's it, what started Mark DeCascos. Well, that, it says introducing, but it's also the same director as Cyborg Cop, mm-hmm. American Ninja, mm-hmm. and has David Bradley from Cyborg Cop 1 and 2 in it, mm-hmm. so yeah. it felt like familiar territory to, to start with. It felt like very familiar territory <laughs> yeah. to start yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. So, plot summary, let's do that. Get on with this. An American reporter teams up with a martial arts expert whose half-brother is a Yakuza drug dealer to battle swordsmen from around the world in a Turkish arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Did you hear the word arena? I did. I heard mm-hmm. that word. They even put it on yeah. the screen at one point. They arena. do. Arena. They do. <laughs> one with a day counter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you can keep track of how many days. Well, arena is arena a long holiday, so you have yeah. five <laughs> days of arena. Oh. Yep. It's in March. Oh. <laughs> the Costco's? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Is it like carnival? Yes. Okay. It's very much like... Mardi Gras, yeah. yes, but with more dismemberment. Sure, a little. Well, right now, not that much more. Okay, yeah. yeah, neck and neck. We're on the left arm Tuesday of. Um, mm. Can't wait for oh. four on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this movie <laughs> starts with plane flying over Japanese mountains. Well, we don't know they're Japanese mountains, but we find out later they are. Family is traveling with their small baby in this little tiny shitty plane. Yeah, and oh no, trouble! We're going down. So the movie opens with like the Tarzan intro, and apparently a samurai, I don't know, but what do you call them? They're not samurai master, sensei, I don't know what they are. What's their title? Uh, old man. Old man. <laughs> Boss. Sure. Boss. Teacher guy. Sure. Finds the baby. Guy from American Ninja. Yes. yes. Who found American Ninja. Right. <laughs> this is true. Finds He's the good baby. at finding these yeah. American babies. American babies. <laughs> finds the, the American baby, raises American them. American baby master. American baby master. Jim Henson's American baby, <laughs> American samurai. Right. And <laughs> raises them as his own and teaches them the, the art of being a samurai. While ignoring his own actual child. Right. 
In so. his defense, his own actual child's kind of an asshole. He is. Yeah, well, just we emo. don't know if he was a you know, horrible asshole before, but it's easy to assume that he was. Yeah. It's basically, it's I hate to say it, it's the G.I. Joe Storm Shadow Snake Eyes thing. Yep. It, it, to mm-hmm. a T, because I mean... It's, you know, Storm Shadow gets all evil because it's like, ah, you like him better than me and he's not one of us. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, Racist. Blah. Yeah. Yep. So, yes. Um, <laughs> intro sequence is uh, basically a montage of the kid growing up and learning many things from the dad and learning about the five senses and then the sixth samurai sense. Right? Oh, is that what it was? They only said it that one yeah. time. So yes. I never really, it never it really stuck with me. It didn't sink in? No. Uh, Maybe if you had all five senses working, ah. you might have achieved the sixth sense. I could have, but I just... And gotten this idea it. through your head. Okay. Yeah, we all we all detected that part. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So apparently you did not. No, i You've not studied in the ways of... No, I'm the evil brother. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. We but, all knew that already. I know. But when I say this intro, you, so. this intro is a montage, but the entire intro is basically a montage. Yeah, I the mean, first 30 minutes is a montage. Because... Like, this movie is like, go get to, like, where shit happens part of the movie quick. Because this happens, I mean, we're talking, you know, kid fighting with a sword, cut away, you know, teenage kid, cut away, he's, you know, he's David Bradley. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, bam, 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 okay. And to, and to, like, he's leaving the school, he's achieved the sixth sense, and the, and the master is passing down the family sword as he's going to be the new leader of, of this clan, this whatever... He's just going to be the patriarch. He's the sword sure. bearer. Yeah, the, the sword, sword bearer. bearer. Yeah. yeah, and of course, this is when Mark Cosco's comes in and is like, how dare dun, dun, you, dun. father? Yeah. How, how dare you give him the sword? I'm the better, you know, everything. I'm your actual son. I'm, I'm a better sword master, everything. He hisses at him. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go join the Yakuza. And he's like, no. no. he says, I have oh. joined the Yakuza. Well, I, yeah. well he, he does well, it by, he's like, I'm going to do this the old way, old-fashioned way. I'm going to quit the, the right way. And he puts his pinky down. And he's about to chop it off. And mm-hmm. the dad's like, this isn't Samurai way. This is, that's Yakuza way. And he's like, yeah, well. Rips his shirt off. And they learned it by watching. Shows his rock tattoo of <laughs> whatever <laughs> Yakuza thing they put on him. Yeah. He's like, I'm it's already cool. there, dad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a gangster. yes because he does literally hiss yeah Uh yeah and he is i mean he is not the character appears to be coked out of his mind because i mean his eyes could not get wider and he's sweaty and he's nostrils flaring he's just so pissed even though he's found his family with the yakuza he's super fucking pissed well, I mean, you know, he's mad at his dad. He's going through that phase. If you get issues. mad enough at someone in the room to hiss at them, like literally hiss at them, mm-hmm. you're that's his crime. Not joining the Yakuza. No, just hissing. No, that's, I'm no, oh, okay. I'm just saying. You know how mad he is oh, because if you right. start getting primal at someone else, <laughs> sure, yeah. So why not? Yeah. So yeah, and he stops him from cutting off his pinky, and he runs away. I'll be back, and I'll mm. get you and your little dog too, and your sword. <laughs> Yeah, you're not my real dad. Yeah, you're real dad. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And the dad disowns him, and yeah. and he's like, not "Sorry son. about that, asshole." <laughs> like, <laughs> anyway. Wow. Anyway, here's Enjoy your sword. The sword. <laughs> I'll be talking to you again real soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. A lot. Yeah. In your head. Yeah, because then good luck having some alone time. Yeah, I will be in your head. <laughs> exactly. Because then they cut Zombie. to America, right? Which is basically just a postcard of yeah. some buildings. Five years later. Yeah. And he's just chilling in an apartment and uh, wakes up from a nightmare that we don't know what the nightmare was, but he was 
scary brother thing. hissing at him. Yes. Yeah, he had a weird montage nightmare. And then, well, that was later. That was when he got injured. No, no, I'm saying, well, he had a, like a very strange, like quick flash nightmare mm-hmm. that, that we don't really know what it was about, yeah. but he just kind of yeah. like wakes up and then... Right. Oh yeah, he, he's like up and like kind of walking around, like, and he's kind of talking to himself a little bit, and well, then he hears like someone coming in the door. He's like, "Who could well, that his, be?" His samurai yeah. sixth sense has kicked in. Yeah, that's probably what jolted him awake was mm-hmm. that. Yeah, they're Dangerous burglars outside. Yeah. <laughs> someone's breaking in the, the apartment, yeah. and they aim to steal the sword. They mm-hmm. do aim to misbehave. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. four dudes come in. One guy's got a gun, so of course he sneaks up behind that guy and compound fractures his arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. I pulls a knife and gets it turned around into his own leg for his trouble. Generally yeah. kind of beats up on the guys for he beats w- the tar out of most until of them. one guy gets a fire poker mm-hmm. and like kind of ended up getting him in a chokehold. And and then he kind of like turns him around and uses him as a human bullet shield. Cause guy got his gun back or somebody else picked the gun up and yeah. tried to shoot at him. And no, the guy got his gun back. I don't know if he got his magically got his arm working. Or <laughs> his arm yeah. unfucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, he got the gun back and shot through another guy. Which never happens, or I was going to say, it never happens in movies, but it happens yeah, the bullets in this usually one. The bullet shield in, guy yeah. did not stop the yeah. bullets. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. God, you watch like Total Recall or something, and oh, just like man. bullet soakers and that thing. Mm-hmm. But no, he, bad guy gets shot three times. One of those hits American Samurai. Right. No. And he kind of falls down, and he's like, well, I guess we got both of them, and we also got the sword, so let's get out of here. Yeah. And they... <laughs> Leave their one guy behind. They the ADR out. guys are just dubbing in jokes. It's like... You know, hey, bad day to wake up and do stuff. Gotta crack a few eggs if you want to make an omelet. Yeah, just like, what? (laughs) You're the worst bad guys. (laughs) You know, that ancient Yakuza saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but that ADR is aggressive early on. Oh, yeah. To the point where I was a little worried about this movie, that it was all just going to be off-camera voices talking the entire time. Mm -hmm. Right. But he kind of, you know, wakes up enough to go like, oh, he's not dead, and looks up, sees the swords missing, and this is when he goes into the real fever dream nightmare of... He's fighting the demon guy that's basically the personification of the tattoo that's on Mark Dacascos' chest. Mm-hmm. And instead of, like, fighting him, he's, like, he gets the sword away and he's, like, dipping it into this pool of puddle of blood and then just, like, slicing at him and slinging it, at yeah, him. Yeah. Slinging yeah. it all over him. Yeah. And then he just kind of wakes up and he's, like, oh, shit, I guess I'm dreaming about blood because I'm dying here, so... I'm going to hear my dad in, or my pseudo dad in my yeah. head telling me how I have to fight through the pain, which means... Samurai don't go to hospitals. Dig in and just dig the bullet out with mm-hmm. your bare hands. So he does. And he's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and then cut to three months later. I wanted it, like when he went over to the door and answered the door, I just wanted him to still be bleeding. <laughs> three months later, just like, I don't know. <laughs> I probably should have had this looked at. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of just water. Gushing blood. Just, yeah. Do do a bit where he drinks some water and shoots out the bullet wound. Yeah. But no. at least one band-aid. <laughs> Not that kind of movie. He's just got a cork that he's stuck yeah, exactly. in. Yeah, But, yeah, the, the three months later, and all of a sudden, I guess he's a reporter? It's not really made super clear. But okay. Like he's talking to his editor or something about how he has to go to Turkey because he has to investigate some guy that was murdered by a sword kill. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it seems suspicious to him, and that he needs a photographer to go with him. Mm-hmm. So why did he? Why did he end up needing a photographer? I don't know. Th- that is the only way you get a story is through pictures, right? You can't tell a story. And also pictures. for the movie, you needed a story, sort right? Of. But she—that's how it works. You're assigned yeah. a photographer. Yeah, go. and he's like, okay. well, she's already. He, the photographer's already on the way. Then you know, knock, knock, knock on the door, mm-hmm. and yeah, here, here's your lady for the movie, and your lady for the movie. <laughs> 
just immediately they're like at each other. They're like, eh, this is a nice place. Why do you, why are you staring at those pictures? Yeah, why are we going to Turkey? Yeah. And then it's just, <laughs> it's this whole series of like, bitch, 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 bitch. Like, bitch. She, she's like, I thought you were going to cook for me. He's like, you like Chinese? Here, you order and throws yeah. a menu at her. And they have this like weird sit down and eat Chinese thing where sexy time music comes, starts playing. And we're like, oh, I guess they're falling in love while they're eating because, you know, movies. While they're looking at pictures of this guy's hideous sword wounds. <laughs> yeah. Guy's basically been sliced straight from the head down to his chest. Like, yeah. Right down the middle, like through his nose and everything. Yeah. And American Samurai is just loving these pictures. He's just as much as he can taking a look at him just like, oh, these are so good. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> yeah. He's a bit too into the photos. Yeah. Yeah. By he's a lot. Staring him down a good bit. Yeah. It's like, oh, so symmetrical. and just The table's getting higher and higher. <laughs> yes. It's, here's my he's levitation Staring trick. him down. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, music's playing. We're, like, we're expecting them to be immediately be in love when they're done eating. But, no, they're nope. just kind of, like, we're late for the airport. And then it's, like. As they're saying, late for the airport, they're at the airport. Right. <laughs> and then it's, like, they're talking on the plane, but we don't ever see them. They're, no. like, on the plane. And he's, like, you're going to talk the whole way there. And then cut to they're in some kind of other mode of transportation was they're in a boat, boat. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then she answers him yeah like, like, <laughs> like she waited 15 hours to answer <laughs> yeah. this question like what in the cab you guys didn't talk at all <laughs> yeah it, it's it's strange because like it's all adr and it's just like travel 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 okay we're here and like the next shot is they're at the turkish police capital well, they're in the taxi yes well yeah. they went to the hotel first oh that's right yeah because they had to mm-hmm. check in and of course it's the well, sir, you only had one room booked. And she's <laughs> like, oh, good try, Casanova. And he's, he's like, what? Well, I don't no. want to sleep with you. You're gross and yeah. icky. And I have a gaping bullet wound in my stomach still. <laughs> and my not dad is in my head 24-7. <laughs> he won't shut up. <laughs> I can't concentrate. <laughs> yeah. D- did he inherit his dad's soul or something? I think so. I think what we missed like, is his is dad. This, just the, the st- I think the dad was supposed to still be alive, though. Because he said something like, I'm going to go kill him, too. Yeah, his dad's still alive. I think he was talking about the memory of his dad. Like, by killing you, I kill that old man. No, it sounded like I'm no, going to no, kill you, and then I'm going to go kill him, too. threatened to kill... Well, then this is even weirder, if he's hearing his alive dad in his head, because that's... <laughs> is it? Because he just... He was raised from infancy to, you know, David yeah. Bradley I think he'd be age. doing everything he I could know. get... 24-7 hearing this guy going... Uh, well, maybe that's, maybe that's just... Porky a- bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if the weakness isn't at you, it's in the enemy, and uh, if you're strong, they're weak. And at first, how many times afraid, can I say the same thing? Yeah. Petrified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's like a like a psychosis. Like, he's been hearing these things 24-7 for 24 or 7 years, and... Now he just can't get it out of his head. It would it's explain like, a lot of his facial expressions yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. yeah, He's just haunted by the current of his father or something. <laughs> the current. <laughs> right. But yes, they check in the hotel and they're finally like, oh, I guess we'll stay in the same room. Oh, it's a suite. Well, I'll be in here. Slam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's like immediately like, again, they're talking. All it's sudden, like, let's go to the police station yeah. as they've already yeah, shown like, us the police station. All of this stuff he recycles Almost verbatim for Cyborg Cop. Yes, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Just nowhere near as, as competent. Like, it felt rushed in Cyborg Cop, but compared to this, like, Cyborg oh. Cop is a romantic comedy, brilliant, like, oh, yeah. sleepless in Seattle kind of build. Like, perfect timing. Yeah. Everything. This is just like, now you're here, now you're here, now you don't like each other, now you're having sex. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. Because, yeah. Well, they get they get to the police captain and they have a thing where... 
He's trying. He's trying to. He's asking to see if he can see the body, and the guy's like, "No, of course not. Why would I let you do that?" And then she's like, "Oh, you're so very photogenic. Let me take your picture." And he's like, "Well, wait a minute. You can't do that." And she's like, backing out of the well, room. The first thing he does is like, he does the old, "Maybe this will change your oh, mind yes. if you let me investigate your case for you." And it's like, what? Because <laughs> the guy's like, <laughs> "No." What do you say to George Washington? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> but yes, yeah, she does lead the guy out of the room by stealing a soul or whatever it is that <laughs> happens to Turkish people if you take their picture because he's very offended. Uh, he's, I guess probably just because she's taking chief. pictures yeah. inside the police station. I guess, station. but yeah. he's very offended by that. But um, that leaves him alone with more pictures of the guy's gross <laughs> sword yes, wound. with new angles and, yes. and better resolution. And he's just a different like, guy. Oh, God. No, oh, it's the same it? guy. It was this was no. the morgue pictures. because He had the crime scene photos. But there were two guys that were killed. Really? Was yes. There? I, I missed that part. This is really? the second guy. Wow. Okay. Well, you were really paying attention. <laughs> well, they were okay. moving fast in the beginning, and I had to stay sharp. Okay. Sure. See, I was focused on the character development. Where <laughs> <laughs> you? <laughs> All about the plot. The okay. That's why it's good then, that we're doing this yeah, together so we can get the whole story out there. Eventually it'll be vague hint at a plot here. But yeah, I mean, he sees the pictures and apparently that's good enough that Captain's just like, yeah, get out of here. Don't come back. You're I, off I, the force. Yeah, I, I would suggest you not coming back here because have you ever been in a Turkish prison, Billy? Because <laughs> yeah. that's where you're going to be <laughs> yep. if you come back. He's like, did you see Midnight Express? <laughs> He's He's like, that's actually a line in the movie. Yeah. Have you seen it? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're it's right. Like yeah. See ya. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. And then... Then the, they get out on the street, and he's like, I can't believe you would do something so crazy and reckless and dumb, and it was perfect. Yeah, you know, make out with me. Yeah. Then they're make making out, the out in the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says something like, do you want to retire back early? And then there's shots of, you know, Turkish spires all around the city, and it's yeah. like... Big uh, boner buildings. Phallic <laughs> symbols. Yeah. And then we're like... All right, they're going to be having the sex. And then, nope, nope. Katu pees alone on the couch yeah. and wakes up from another nightmare because in his, in his head is a nightmare. Like, Mark Tocascos was about to chop him while he was sleeping on the yeah. you know, on the couch. Yes. And he's, so he wakes up, like, not tidy whities but, like, in his mankini, yeah. you know, full samurai pose. And she comes out of the room like, what the hell? Full samurai pose with sword very much like, here's my giant samurai boner. <laughs> I yes. mean, okay. that, that's yes. that's the pose that he's in when she comes out. Okay, because well, she's immediately yes. like, "What? You've never said here's my giant samurai boner? Not, <laughs> not since Tuesday. <laughs> oh. Wake up every morning. <laughs> uh, snooze. Here's my <laughs> giant <laughs> samurai boner. <laughs> Want to go in the back? Maybe it? have a Ronin. Uh, <laughs> swish, swish, swish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but she's like, "Do you want to not be alone tonight?" And he's like, All right. sure. Yes, for Here's the, the thing, sake though. of what she, I was told to say. She says it. You don't see her say it. You just see him. So 80-yard voice says it. Because what happens is they cut to a sex scene involving, I don't know who they are, two people from the stage crew who are shadowed. She might have a red wig on. I don't know. But they just sort of grope each other? Yep. Yeah, it's there's not even nudity not in this. Our, yeah, there's like the briefest hint of side boob, like just yeah, like might have been his. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you you see the dude's face for like half a second, and he's just and it's not swarthy like close. grease guy, it's and the like, guy's like all hairy and yeah, weird. It's like it's, suddenly <laughs> the guy is neither just of the body types are even in body hair. So yeah, two Tom, Tom unrelated just people. Down to set that day, it was <laughs> yeah, like, like, hey, you need a lot. <laughs> sure, get in there. <laughs> Magnum PI. 
I don't know why he sounds he like Magnum Busey, <laughs> but he does. In my head. Hanging Magnum, out in Turkey. Yeah, Magnum Busey. Man, that was a dark time for yeah. Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, the show had been canceled. Yeah, know. he was doing folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, love scene that's not even starring the people with no nudity. Mm-mm. It's just like they forgot to film it, or the studio was like, where's that love scene? The studio was like, put the sex in it. Yeah. But no sex. <laughs> yeah. None of that. So, yeah, cut to the next morning. They're awake and they're having not, breakfast. Yeah, they're having breakfast. And having a conversation they should have had like three days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, tell me about your past. Yeah. So, yeah, my parents were killed when they crash landed on Japan. And uh, I was raised by this guy who's in my head all the time. <laughs> well, I like that he says, I survived. Like, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Spoiler. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> they are not. And then she's like, well, okay, so how are we going to investigate this? Mm-hmm. Like, I know a place. So they go to this club, like CD night scene in place in Turkey. Belly Bell- dancing. Yeah, belly place. dancers, hookah bar, or whatever. Yeah. And like some guy's hitting on a, like big Texas dude is like hitting on a, a Turkish woman. And I guess it's like he's being a little too aggressive because like three guys come up and they're like, hey, what? Hey. And <laughs> exactly. And so like it starts this kind of like mini Donnybrook, but like he, I guess he's like, hey, an American, I should fight with him. Mm-hmm. Even though that guy was kind of in the wrong, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to fight with exactly. him. And, Stick yeah. together. So yeah, they, he proceeds to beat down some people while the big doofus Texas guy is just kind of standing there. And then like when all's over, he's like, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I was hoping this guy was going to turn out to be like CIA buddy something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah no, but yeah. no, it's, it's basically like the fight goes on just long enough for like the big boss guy who's sitting in the back with like three women on his arms to go, Hey, you're a pretty good fighter. Mm-hmm. So is that guy that you just killed? Yeah. He's Yakuza, huh? Like, I bet you know another guy that I'm looking for. <laughs> and he's like, well, I just might mm-hmm. come with me. Yep. And, like he brings out this lady from the side, and I you you think he's gonna be like go with her, she will please you after the I you've pleased me with your Donnie broke like, but no, she's just kind of like and like pulls out a taser, and, yeah, like and, the world's first taser, yeah, yes. and, and just and of course like then you know his lady friend I don't even know her name it doesn't it does not Jack, matter what it absolutely does not matter no she's like comes she is like oh yeah you're in this movie she comes running out like what'd you do to him <laughs> yeah. and the same lady who tastes him is just like slap and drives. oh no she punches her at first I thought it was I thought it was just oh no the first shot was a punch right in the okay. face oh yeah yeah. Uh, they, yeah this lady does not like yeah, other so, lady so you know <laughs> American Samurai is being dragged out and she's been punched and also being dragged out yeah cut to. Where we're going to be for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Arena. Arena. Day one. The shitty arena. Mm-hmm. Like, well, shitty on the outside. I mean, the inside, it's your it has, typical. It has to be nondescript because it's yeah. an illegal underground yeah. fighting club. Yeah, you can't advertise that of shit. Which yeah, there, it's an incredibly well, like, like they have an announcer. They do, yeah. Guy, they have. The whole audience well, is wearing a, tuxedos. It's a, it's a big operation. <laughs> well, this is, you know, They have locker rooms for the guys downstairs. Yeah. There's some serious money going on. Well, they don't really have a yeah. locker room so much as they have just a giant common area where people are swinging sharp things and sweating. Yeah, it looks like, out. The, it looks like, I don't know, what do you recall where the gladiators would hang out? Yeah. Like, it's, it's that area. It's kind of sure. dang and Spartan. It's like, eh. Yeah. Spartan. Well, yeah, but either way, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it, like for an underground fighting ring yeah well they're, they're pretty out. they're pretty well accommodated they, they are but it's run there. by the stuff you know it's run by the obviously you know the head guy yeah. head bad guy in the area and there's there are huge prize purses so 
there's a lot of money going through this place. Mm-hmm. So they figure they might yeah. as well do it right. I think before they dragged him there, didn't we see like a brief scene of Mark Dacascos killing somebody in the arena? Probably. Uh, I think we Because I think yeah. there was a couple, like, I think, again, whoever was directing this movie from not the director's standpoint was yeah. saying, you know what? You need some action here mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure there's a scene of like him just straight up murderizing oh, a guy yeah. Yeah. early on. And then it's like, oh, okay, there's some kind of a, a legal ring going on here. Right. Because then they go there. Because like, yeah, cause he's like the, he's their number one top fighter. He's won Yeah, because there's some dude, he's got like these, they're like half crescent moon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah and, he's and he's flipping around. And jumping and around, swinging them. And Mark Dacascos is just kind of standing there with mean face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, just waiting. Just, just waiting. Mugging. And then as soon as the guy gets close, just, <laughs> there goes his hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. And guys, just like, ah! it's like, <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> Look at what you did. But then we were supposed to do that till later. <laughs> but then he does equally cool move of you know just slice the guy's throat ju- just enough so he gets a nice gurgly death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy just total tongue out, just yep. yeah. falls and. So, but I think that that happened before he, they were actually dragged. There, yeah, it did. Um, just to kind of be, it like, did like, hey, oh, there's a thing, there's a place here. Yeah, and so that was kind of establishing it because like as soon as they're all dragged there again, we get another fight. And yeah. this time, like they're being kind of ushered in as a fight is just starting. And it's this big, tall, muscly blonde. We find out later he's Australian guy mm-hmm. and Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially this Straight guy, up. his name is Conan in the credits. Yeah. I mean, and he he's, is, <laughs> he's dressed like Conan yeah. with Conan's sword from Conan, the barbarian. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, kind of looks like Kevin Nealon. <laughs> kind of yes <laughs> sure okay yeah but yeah they they Conan have Nealon. they have a big nice bloody fight because like you know the australian dudes get this i don't even know what you call it and this. i i thought for sure that that was the dude from i come in peace but it's not he has yeah. the same it's, like we looked in the yeah, yeah. We, if we looked it up and he, and you know obviously they're both gigantic dudes mm-hmm. but it's not him no yeah I was, I was somewhat disappointed by that i don't know the name of the weapon that he's wielding it's that, it's a giant it's the staff with arm, the, yeah yeah pole arm with the you know, blade on the end. Kind Might of be a, no, no. It's I would have to play Soul Calibur again to be right. able to tell you what kind of weapon that is. But yeah, it's the is big it, staff with like a, a weird knife at the end. Uh, it's like a Naganata. Naganata. But that's what I was thinking it's, of. It's not a Naganata. 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 Wouldn't be prudent. That'd be junk. Yeah, I don't. That's enough stupid video games for things like that to pop in my head. But anyway, so yeah, he's got that, and of course Conan has his Conan sword, and they they fight for a while, and I mean they're. They're slicing each other's arms, stabbing. Get used to people getting stabbed in the thighs and the arms. Oh, yeah. Everyone's thighs are big and fleshy and exposed, and everyone <laughs> goes, oh, I'll stab you there. Yeah, because they do this one clash where it's like, oh, Conan guy got him in the arm, and then you look down, and like he's got him in the leg. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they're just... Mm-hmm. And you know, they're just like, ha-ha, ah. each other, like, huh? And these are these were like the two biggest muscular dudes in the movie, yeah. basically. And yeah, so they, they have this pretty prolonged fight, and... Conan ends up getting his shit wrecked, essentially. Well, he gets yeah. he gets arm cut off and then yeah. stabbed <laughs> through the the stomach with this thing, and he won't die. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, he gets arm cut off by, while he's already laying on the ground. Like, yeah. I just goes, goes like overhand axe chops him to the ground, and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets stabbed. He's like, he just he's milking it for every second. He's just, oh, yeah. ah, well, this is a pretty good stings. prosthetic. I mean, like whatever they did, I'm assuming it was one of those like guy buried under the floor, through yeah. the floor thing. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's. It's well done. It's pretty good. It's yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. somewhat gruesome. Yeah. yeah. But so, so Conan's dead, and I, I point that out only because now <laughs> David Bradley is being brought into the, I don't know, the, the training room, the dressing room of this yeah. whole place. 
and we're kind of getting a shot you know, of all of the different combat- combatants that will be in this thing. Mm-hmm. And Conan's in the background. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. Well, you Working know. out, swinging a sword around. Again, know. I think it was like someone was like, get a fight in here now. Yeah, it was the other too much, Conan. Too much you know, you got to keep a lot of Conans around. <laughs> yeah. oh. They were twinsies. Right. It was the there, Barbarian Brothers. <laughs> Conan oh. the Barbarian Brothers. That's, the other one was Jimmy Fallon. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Late night jokes. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it was obvious like that someone... Network television jokes. Yeah, someone, again, like, got, you know, said, like, a fight needs to happen now, yeah. and so they aired that one first, and obviously they were supposed to be set up sure. after we were introduced to everybody, right. but whatever. Yeah. Bad editing. Yes. Very so, much so, yeah. I, are we going to try to go through each fight? Because, I mean... There's a some lot, fights. A lot, of a lot of damn fights happen. Yeah. Because that's the entire rest of the movie, mm-hmm. is him kind of sitting there going... I don't want to fight anybody. I want to see my brother possibly fight him, and I want you to let the lady go. Oh, while he's whittling. Yeah. (laughs) He's just sitting there like, whatever, dude. Just, you know, give me what I want. Well, he looks like he's making a Japanese flashlight the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... I'm just saying, like, <laughs> but I mean, it's like, the whole time, I'm because, like, I, like, every, like... I'm not judging you, but that never, <laughs> ever occurred to me. Well, the me. fact that he's sitting there, and, like, right. he's just, like, he's, like, having this little alone time, and all of a sudden, like, dad pops in his head again, he's like, God damn it. I just thought it was, like, a God. beer koozie or something. You went straight to Japanese flashlight. Christ. God damn right I, mean, I did. God. They never explain what the fuck he is. a connoisseur, so, (laughs) you know, we gotta... Yep. Okay, well, so... (laughs) Either way. (laughs) Now I'm not gonna... Uh, I know. uh, Now that's all I can see. Yeah, exactly. Damn straight. Uh, But, so... But yeah, he... The girl also... Every once in a while, they open up her... Uh Her cell, and, and the other chick comes in... And punches her in the gut <laughs> yeah, or something. Because she basically, just like, she basically goes like, what's going on? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slap. And then pu- punches her in the and, gut. And I don't know if they were like, we need some violence against this chick, but we don't want to have guys doing it. Yeah. Like, it's probably better if a chick hits her, right? And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be better. What would have been better not really. is if not really. maybe at some point uh, she would have gotten revenge against that woman. That was what I was expecting <laughs> at some point, that that French chick who was just beaten on her would die rough. Like, at the very east, flip her off at the end of the movie, like, I'm out, <laughs> bitch, you know? <laughs> Seriously. But, Crack her over but, the head with a shovel. She, yeah. gets, she gets slapped a couple times, and then, like, one time she's like, wait, no, I, I understand you just slapped me, but I really want to know where I am and <laughs> yeah. why am I here? And then she's like... <laughs> punch right <laughs> kind of in the stomach woman bits this it's like it's right kind of yeah, it's kind of hard to tell <laughs> exactly Chuck said right in the baby maker <laughs> yeah down goes lady yeah and she's done for another 20 minutes pretty movie, much pretty yeah because yeah. they drag her out later because dude finally gets yeah. his way well because mm-hmm. we see we have to watch a couple more fights like uh, australian dude goes back in they we get introduced like the texas guy from the bar shows up and he's like apparently volunteered for this whole thing he's, he's like, like, well, like he knows fun. there's a lot of money yeah, yeah. well like, he's like, he knows money. there's like a million dollar person apparently he's got it. nothing to live for he's like i'm either gonna die here i'm gonna make a million bucks and move to tahiti so fuck it yeah it's like, what are you doing there to begin with, guy? I, who knows? <laughs> so. Taking a holiday in Turkey. <laughs> Turkey. You know what we do with turkeys yeah, I mean, in America? Yeah, that's <laughs> We baste them and roast them in the oven. Woo! Which is a line of dialogue from the earlier bar scene. Yeah. Yep. yep. But yeah, fights. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there there is one decent one where between uh, Han Ju, who is the guy who has... He's got two swords, and they both have, like, little tassels mm-hmm. underneath them. Mm-hmm. And then another dude who's got another one of those big staffs with the blade on the end. Right. Yeah. 
And that's actually a pretty good fight that because they're both fight. going really fast. That's yeah. the s- and they're using oh, long no, takes on. Oh no, no, that's the, the the wushu guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And that and, and they can both fight. Yeah, I mean yeah. they are. Oh yeah, well clearly there because yeah. they know how to fight. Yeah, because like later, like you've got this big like barbarian dude, like this Norse guy who's covered in fur and you know is always like sharpening his axe. But when he gets out there, he's got a giant helmet over his face. I don't even think it was the same guy. Mm-hmm. Because he was like covered in a costume with a giant thing covering his face. Like half the guys who were back there posing and working out are never actually in the yeah. arena. They never showed you know. that African but they, warlord no. dude. That no. Oh man, awesome. I wanted to watch yeah. that dude fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they also, but they do disappear. Like the when we get further to the end of the oh yeah oh yeah ranked matches or whatever. Um, it's the whole. The whole locker room area is cleared out. Yeah, it's still just David Bradley mm-hmm. sitting there yeah, whittling. And as it's going on, they cut to the outside of the warehouse, and it'll say Arena Day 2, yeah. Arena Day 3. It just looks like a shitty brick warehouse with a fan spinning forlornly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day, they, they zoom in on, on like a Seinfeld establishing shot, just like, here's the top of the arena. It's like, okay, great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... Yeah. I honestly don't think there was that many days. I, I think that was more editing bullshit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's also part of, I guess, the U.S. version had it because mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's a cut out there that's unedited in some way, and it doesn't have those day things. Okay. And it has more more explicit violence, which is kind of surprising considering the level of violence that's already in this movie. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, it'll be like day two, and... You know, a American cowboy guy will come back in and sit down next to David Bradley, who is in the same place he was 30 seconds ago, mm-hmm. and they just resume a conversation that they were having. It's yeah. it's just this they film had a was bunch not of, nominated for any editing no, but awards. Th- they they just filmed a bunch of shit, and they were like, "Well, oh, this doesn't the pacing wise, this doesn't make sense. So we got to just take these dialogue bits and put them wherever mm-hmm. we can." So. Yeah, because they make uh, they make Texas dude fight. Um, which guy does he fight? He fights a pirate guy. Yeah, who's the, got pirate, yeah like an the, eye patch. Yeah, and who's actually, not the same pirate guy who yeah. is backstage. Yeah. But yeah, and he actually takes him out quickly. Well, basically, because yeah. he's like standing there, and the guy's you know flipping a sword around, and he's, and he's just got this big Bowie knife thing, yeah. and he's just like flunk right into the guy's leg, and he's just like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he comes once up, again a thigh shot. Yeah, yeah. He comes up and grabs it and you know wrenches it out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Really I believe good. you got something in mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just kind of, I think, punches him in yeah, the face. Yeah, he punches he did, him yeah. out, and everyone's pissed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, boom. Because he and, he and David Bradley refuse to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, whenever David Bradley fights, he turns his sword around, so he's only hitting him with the blunt. Yeah, because his mm-hmm. first one is against that Viking dude, and he's yeah. just whacking him on the on the helmet with, <laughs> the, mm-hmm. with the blunt side of his sword and just yeah. leaving dent- indentations there. It's like, yeah. get a hit it yet? Yeah. How about now? <laughs> <laughs> and he cuts off the horns yes. on the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he just chokes him out, doesn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah because he's because they dub in a guy snoring. So Samurai, we did, so that we know he's a. Funny thing is, like that that choke move was like on the side of his neck. Like, yeah. almost made me think, like, but, is yeah, he maybe doing, he's like, getting a the carotid, but you know, yeah, you know, on the side, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. and but and Mark Dacascos kills one dude in the same way that the pictures that David Bradley was didn't getting kill the Samurai Texas boner that way. Yeah, eventually he killed Texas dude. Yeah, like that. Yeah, but yeah, the first guy. First guy's just out there jumping around like an idiot, and he just does, you know, the, just the quick sword pull out slash, and then mm-hmm. that guy's dead. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of fights. And he comes out, they have like these automated jailhouse doors, which is. They look like, they're like, um, like supermarket doors. Exactly. Like you walk up and they just yeah, open up. They have but that. They're, but they're barred gates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But he just comes out every time, just like, just face trembling, angry, you know, and just like. Wide staring eyes. down everybody. Yeah, he's basically 
he's got the T.O. from Breaking Bad face going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's not ever speaking or doing anything. No. But and yeah. the other guys are just jumping around like idiots, like, okay, man, come on, you're going to do something. Because when mm-hmm. he fights Cowboy Guy, Cowboy Guy eventually just stops. He's like, well, what's your deal, man? Mm-hmm. And then Guy murders him. So. Yeah. yeah, there is another good fight that happens right near the end where he takes out Fon Zhu, who is... Is that Wushu? Is that the Wushu guy who's got the two swords? The guy no, with the no, hair. No, no, no. The guy with the... Yeah, he's the, got like... he's got The Chinese hair. guy with the polearm is the Wushu guy. Okay. Then the other guy with the... Fanju. With the multiple swords. Yeah. And he, uh, he's he got hair, and he's been sharpening a little he's got a lo- blade like a real, on like the a, end of his braid. Like a three and a half foot braid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little blade. And he's been sharpening it, it yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And he eventually starts fighting with that because he has some kind of chain thing. And Mark Dacascos, like, cuts it immediately. Yeah. He's but it was like, just, like, an excuse to <laughs> let him do those moves early on. Right. And show off his martial arts. But, yeah, they, that's that's a pretty decent fight as well. Yep. Well, because he gets a hit in on Dacascos. He, yeah, he's he, finally someone who actually hits him. Yeah. And then Dacascos gets really pissed. Oh, man, it cuts his uniform. And he's like, what the shit did you do? Yeah. <laughs> and he beats the fuck out of that guy. Yeah. How dare you, sir? <laughs> he gives him the most awesome death of anybody either. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Because yes. eventually that guy tries to do this stupid backflip around him, like up the, the like run, run up, up the, the wall, wall. Yeah. and do the backflip. Yeah. And the Costco does one swing. Mm-hmm. You see the body laying on the ground. And then they pan back and there's a head like three <laughs> feet away laying there. And yep. the body is twitching yeah. in the, the background. The hands are kind of yeah. gnarled. And, eh, eh. Yeah. and the crowd's like, yeah, the, yeah! <laughs> the crowd's stunned for a second. Yeah. They're like, "Holy shit!" Well, he's kind of stunned too because, like, there's a delayed reaction. The like he gets hit with blood spray in the face, and then he's looking like, "Holy crap! Look what I just did! Yeah. <laughs> I am a fucking <laughs> badass." Basically, the Black Samson ending. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind like, of. wait, is it cool? Is that he murdered that guy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's yeah, fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. At least nobody threw any refrigerators. Yeah. <laughs> that we know of right yeah and that one before the fight also the announcer makes a big deal that they are both they've both killed over 50 dudes and well he and says never left an opponent living <laughs> so they're like you know you guys are in for something good here they Dacascos keeps having conversations with his brother and it, it's basically like some dude in the 16th century killed 63 guys or something and he's like i'm gonna do that it, it's some nonsense record he's chasing or something which is just dumb but Basically, mm-hmm. the whole movie is just get down to him and his brother fight each other. Yeah. Yeah, because they basically have nobody left. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. dead. Everyone's dead. Like, yes. His lady friend shows up a couple times because like, he, he does refuse to fight until he sees her. And like a couple times he gets and to see her. And the French chick punches her. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. just is like, she's like, why are you doing this? I don't understand. He's like, I, I have a thing. It's a code. She's like, well, code is stupid. He's like, code is probably going to keep me alive. So why don't you shut your face? Yeah. It's going to keep us yeah. both alive. Because yeah. yeah, following this code is going to get you out of here. So shut up. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like. He's lived this entire his entire life. This is the most important thing to him in the world. And she's like, "Well, that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. dumb." Because <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Fuck you! I can murder people <laughs> yeah. real easy." Well, the whole time she's like, "Explain this to me so I can understand. Explain it to me." And he's like, "You won't understand." And she's like, "Try me." And he's and he does. And she's like, yeah. "I don't understand." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, "Explain Jesus to me because I don't get that either." All right. <laughs> I love you. Please change. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what she thought her other his other plan would have been. Like, don't go in there and fight there and gain yeah. our freedom. Yeah, like, let's just let's just, let's just leave. Maybe break out or <laughs> sure. Let's break tunnel out our song. way out. Or yeah. maybe I'll finally or, punch this bitch or something. Rock but, hammer and yeah, yeah. Raquel Welch poster. <laughs> yeah, but, but no. anyway, yeah. So it, everyone's dead except for them. So of course, like you know, there's some build up and lead into the mm-hmm. actual big fight happening where he has to have more conversations with. He's apparently a live father figure. The father in his head, yeah. And his he, yeah, apparently up. his... No. <laughs> but it, it, and it's been going on the entire time, I too. Guess, like, I know. Just Every time they to cut to him doing anything... Inside well, yourself on, are yeah. organs, well, well, and those <laughs> organs are yourself. They seriously get more and, mundane as the movie yeah. goes on, because like I said, by the yeah, end, there's, there's only so much knowledge on a great can be, journey. Yeah. 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 Only so much knowledge can be imparted. Yeah, because by the end, he's just... Seriously, don't be a dick. Leave 20% to 15 for assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's, just... it's also easier math. <laughs> it's just the Never lyrics of Kesara Sarah at the end of yeah. the movie. He's just like, you know, whatever maybe will be, so... Did you remember to turn <laughs> well, the gas off and, and, and before you left for Turkey? Apparently, his Japanese flashlight was part of the shrine he's been building. <laughs> yeah. Because like, that's like the last thing, is he goes and lights some candles and sets whatever this thing is in mm-hmm. the center of it. And, mm-hmm. and it's just like... Yeah, give me the strength. I'm scared, Dad. Yeah. And don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. So they go fight, and it's it's dramatic. Like, he has this, like, slow entrance in. Mm-hmm. And then what's kind of awesome is, like, instead of, again, doing the Mark Dacosco's crazy eyes walk in, mm-hmm. it's just, like, they kind of, like, swing over, and he's already there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, you're, you're here. Okay. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> but then, as, as we, again, a fault of the editing, and I think somebody declaring the movie need to be different than how it was well first they they both sit down in yeah. samurai pose and just talk kind of you know like hey you know this has to happen and yeah it, we should, this doesn't, doesn't have, have to happen yeah. this it, does have to happen yeah they have this whole thing and then they kind of stand up and take their poses yeah and then we think based on the way this is edited that mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like you know one guy goes running at the other and one slice and it's over yeah and somebody was like fuck that because every other shot in this movie or in the scene is they're in separate shots. Well, this is mm-hmm. symbolically. This is the battle that goes on between them, between them mentally before. Oh, yeah. This like, is all their head. Yeah, you're reaching. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think this is what they're actually. I, it works for me. Okay. Okay. All right, this then. is what works for me. It's the battle in their head. Uh-huh. They're basically waiting until one or one of the other flinches. You know, and they're mentally battling it out, and they show that with real battles because it's way more entertaining. So and it, it's like it's like Goodwill Hunting if you just went. The answer is five, and then it's like, well, dude, you got to show your work. Like, <laughs> right. where's that crazy fucking yeah. board? Exactly. Of how right. you got there? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I got yeah. you. And then they once those things are done, then they cut to the actual like because I wasn't there, but for, from what I understand of you know, couple master dude. swordsmen come together. It's not like all slashy, slashy, slashy. It's just like. Somebody flinches and then somebody's dead. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I but yes, they, they have a lot of separate shots of. I'm, I'm assuming B-roll from other fights where they're never in the same shot. Oh, it absolutely just, is because they're just spinning around and like you know, yeah. there's a couple shots of like completely inserted shots of just swords going ding ding. Yeah, you know. swords clashing with dust coming off. Right, them. but I mean, David Bradley is not even wearing the same thing that he's wearing in the final oh. scene. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah that okay. was the big tip okay. off for me because he was like wearing the outfit from the earlier scenes. Gotcha, the blue one. Yeah. Okay, so but yeah, it, that's why it's not real. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, he just kind of like building my case for it. does one move and yeah. you know slices him and he's down and then he's like motherfucker you drew blood and then like he tries <laughs> to do this flip thing and gets sliced on both feet yeah yeah well he's 
He launched he's jumping. Up. He's jumping past Dacascos, and Dacascos takes or uh, uh, Bradley. Yeah. And Bradley takes his sword and just in the front of his feet, mm-hmm. like where your foot meets your leg mm-hmm. in the front, just slash. Yep. Yeah. And that I imagine that really hurts. Oh yeah. Well, he sells it as really hurting because he's kind of laying on the ground like. Oh! <laughs> like, and he's like I trying really to kind of crawl he had towards had him. his feet cut off. That's what yeah. I figured too. But I guess they just didn't have the budget to make that happen. Right. So maybe they were just partially hanging out or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because he, he attempts, like, I'm going to get back up. And it's like, nope. Yeah, and even the, <laughs> even the promoter guy is like, get up. Yeah. It's like, I can't. Yeah. He cut my yeah, feet off. <laughs> feet. Yeah. Call Dr. Scholl. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking hurt. No. So he's support is not going to help you in this case. Because yeah. David Bradley's basically like, I won. I'm out. Yeah. Because oh, he, well, he like finally like gets up to his knees. Yeah. And he goes over like. He's going to slice him just right. like he's been doing to everybody else. Yeah. And he just kind of brings it down and just grabs the hilt for the sword. And yeah. Walks, I thought he was going to do the Miyagi on. honk of the nose. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> he kind of does in his own way. But yeah, yeah, he grabs the hilt and starts to walk away. And the guy's like, we have to end this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, one of us must die. And he's like, "He's like, fine, I'll, I'll do well, it myself. Yeah. Here, take like, my old sword. Yeah, take the, take the piece of shit sword you yeah. gave me here. And he's like, okay, well, going to stab myself with it. And Dave Brad is like, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. I'm just going to turn around and leave. And you just see... DeCosco's gripping the sword, blood dripping off his hands. That's how hard he's gripping it. And your sword fly, flying through air towards David Bradley, who whips around, with, he pulls out his new master sword thing, mm-hmm. whips around Definitely. and deflects that sword right back at Mark DeCosco's where it goes <laughs> straight <laughs> through his stomach. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And he gives this sort of epic, just sort of like, what? <laughs> and just falls back, but never falls down. He yep, just, yeah. he leans back in his... sword was propping his, him up. Yeah. But yeah, he's got the good blood gurgle out the mouth, all yep. that stuff. Yep. Yep. And the crowd's like, huh. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> look at that. Uh, <laughs> yay, because I just made a lot of money off that guy we never heard of. Yeah, because uh, the underdog made like, wow. Whoa. But <laughs> wow. seriously, did that just happen? <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite thing from earlier in the movie, just to go back a little bit, is mm-hmm. the odds on... On Mark DeCosco's were two to eight for one of the matches. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to say against the uh, American dude. I think it Bowie was, yeah. Because that guy was like 11 were, to one. Yeah. Yeah. The odds were two to eight. Two to eight. <laughs> it's like. Great bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit this one out, guys. Yeah. Just nah. thanks. Did you actually lose yeah. money? <laughs> Is it possible to lose money on that? Yeah, because I think they actually gave, uh, they gave David Bradley decent odds. Yeah. At the end. Well, they made it. it all the way to the end. He mm-hmm. obviously was going to be all right. And they so. were brothers. I think they let that slip. They're like, oh, these guys are brothers. Yep. Train and stuff. This together. guy got his dad's approval yeah. and his dad's voice in his head all the time. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> It's got to be an advantage, right? <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, he meets up with the chick at the top of the, of the supermarket stairs here and is like. Well, they just released the chick. She's yeah. like, well, go. Yeah. And she's like, all right, it's over. Let's go home. And yeah, fade to black. Movie's over. Yeah. And she doesn't even get to punch the French chick. Nope. 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 Boo. Nope. Boo. She's just ready to go. Yeah. She it might have ha- it might have happened off camera. She might have been just around the corner and just yeah. wailed on her for a while. There was that one scene where like at the end of the scene something broke. And it was never oh, explained what the no hell reason. that was. They were, <laughs> that was when they were late for the airport. She's like, well, yeah. I'm going to go get ready and then I'll be cleaned up and then you're <laughs> yeah. off camera. It's like, maybe let him throw an index card or something. <laughs> maybe just don't, tell my mom, don't tell mom the babysitter's yeah. dead kind of clean up. <laughs> she was doing the dishes. Dishes, dishes are, are done. done, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ratings. Sure, yeah. I think that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyone? I will give this movie All a right. rating. Go for it. I will give it three jocks. Congratulations. You have given it a rating. Thank you. Uh, it's got goofy dumb bits. Uh, 
when the fighting is with people who can fight. I mean, David Bradley's got skills. He doesn't have acting skills, no. but he has fighting skills. Because, like, I remember being impressed with him in Cyborg Cop mm-hmm. and Cyborg Cop 2. Like, this dude could fight. Yeah. And it doesn't look fake or choreographed. It looks like he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Mark Dacascos is another dude who can fucking fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've got a couple other dudes in the mix who are good at flipping around and throwing their swords around and all that stuff. So you've got talented guys in there doing some fight choreography stuff. The movie is a train wreck of editing and nonsense and just trying to make magic out of a heap of footage that someone would just brought to an editing bay one day and said, do something with this. Mm. So it, it has its pluses. It definitely has its minuses, but I thought it was entertaining enough to, to recommend. So three jocks. Yeah. I'm a little higher. I'm at four. Okay. I, for a long while through this movie, I was at a five, even despite all the ludicrousness of the beginning, but because the editing was so terrible, it Mm. made me enjoy it more. And that, (laughs) in that they were just in such a hurry. Like once I realized where the movie had reached that it was like, all right, Oh, this is just, they're all in this arena and they're going to fight. And it's basically soul caliber of the movie here. Mm -hmm. But like realizing that that beginning, they were like so antsy to get to that, that they were just like, we can't let a scene finish because we got to get out of here. I was like, okay, that's great. But that final fight being so edited in a way that's just not good. Mm-hmm. Like you, cause I mean, you've just had this fight where he chopped the dude's head off doing the backflip and they had done a lot of fighting between them. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a solid fight. And then you get to this last one and you never see them in the same frame until basically the end of the fight. And it's, that's just, that was really disappointing to me that, that knocked off a of jocks right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it ended up at a four for me, but I still, I enjoyed the hell out of this. I actually have to agree with you completely with almost everything you said. That's exactly the reason why I'm giving it a four is I was enjoying. I, sometimes it, it angers me when, when a movie's made or edited as badly as this one is, this one was kind of endearing because it was like, get to the shit that matters and, and don't hover on the stuff that doesn't mm-hmm. because, but then that, that I don't know, like wasting time on that stupid love scene with the body doubles. <laughs> and also the, the fact that, I don't know. Maybe it would have been cooler if they just did the original version where it was the one slice kill. I mean, you still were gonna, you were still gonna have the cool, crazy, you know, flip the sword back at him yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But that stupid edited thing at the end was just really dumb. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm at a four, four jocks as well. I want to give this a four, but it's just not quite there. Um, Wait, you made up your own fiction for the bullshit editing at the end of this movie, and <laughs> yes. it's not there? <laughs> right, because because I had to make up my own bullshit okay. fiction for All the right. end of the movie. Fair enough. Because they very easily could have done, you know, some sort of smoke screen comes over, and then it's a dream sequence fight. Mm-hmm. Not that difficult. Um, there are a lot of things to love about this movie. Um, Mark Dacascos is a national treasure. Um, Bradley can fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, most like like you guys said, most of the guys can fight in this, and that's that's a really big bonus because this would be in Bag's territory if the guys couldn't fight. Um, but the fact that they felt like they, they they shoehorned that weird love scene in is disastrous. Um, they could have just I, I would have rather they just like close the door and sexy music plays for a second and they fade up into the morning and they're both sitting with awkwardly lined or awkwardly arranged sheets so that everything is covered fairly. (laughs) Um, 
I have a feeling the actors didn't want to even begin to engage in a love scene. Um, but anyhow, the fact that they padded, like they split it up into days in the end with the arena fights is weird and off-putting. Um, but it's still pretty damn good and pretty mm-hmm. damn enjoyable. Like they, it's it's difficult. Like I, you're torn. I yeah. I had mm-hmm. I had a lot of enjoyment throughout this movie, but you know, given forty minutes of of contemplation, fifty minutes of contemplation, there's just too much that just kicks it right in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so three. Yeah, three definitely. All right. Solid three. Okay. You should watch this. Definitely. Yeah, I hate to say it, but the, the lady really shouldn't even have been in the movie. There was just, I mean, like, I know there's extraneous females in a lot of action movies, but she really served no purpose. She wasn't even, like, she didn't even need to be, need to be put in peril no. because he wanted to be there. He wanted to see his brother. He wanted to get his sword back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was literally no reason for her to be in the movie. And the well, question someone said that there, there had, to be, be there had to be a photographer yeah. with yeah. the... Uh, I don't even understand why he was a journalist it didn't need to be yeah, yeah he could have just gotten no reason he yeah. could have just a mega cop to be like i'm going to get my hat mm-hmm. you know just like, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yep yeah I'm, and the funny I'm thing is dudes. too with her like usually she'd be the audience asking the questions that we need to be answered he never answers any of her no. questions he's just like yeah. you wouldn't understand <laughs> yeah, you don't get it yeah thanks yeah but, like so even in that purpose she doesn't serve it no yeah whatever yeah. it's still yeah. fun but still yeah i enjoyed it a lot yep Poster says Bloodsport with blades. So it's yeah, Blade, sounds Blade about sport. right. Mm-hmm. Blade Sport, I like it. Yeah. We should make that movie. All right, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. All right. All right, and welcome back. Hey, 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 second half. Woo. Hey, you know what we usually do here? It's going to be a hot We half. talk about movies. Yeah. You know what we're not going to do here? What? Talk, talk about, about movies. movies. Oh. Because none yeah. of us watch any really. Nope. No. We've been doing TV and stuff, so it's time to catch up on email and voicemail. Yay. As we've been promising for a long, long time. It's been too half. long, friends. Way too long. And maybe indirectly, we'll talk about movies. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm sure they'll come up. Okay. But yeah, we're, we're digging deep. First one up, uh... There's actually two. These these first two are related. Okay. Mm. But uh, this first one's from Steve, like the bird Heron. It says, Power Woo! Rangers. Uh-huh. He says, hey, Bamfcast, it's Steve Heron, like the bird. Hey. You said it wrong, Steve. I hate to keep on recommending Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, but after listening to the cutaway episode, I like to mention that the first scene is a skydiving scene while Red Hot Chili Peppers plays in the background, which is no longer than five minutes. So don't worry, Chuck. <laughs> which is quickly followed by a roller skating sequence. Seriously, the first part of this movie is a 10-minute-long Capri Sun commercial. <laughs> this is the movie I will show my children when I want to tell them what the 90s were like. Watch it, please. Crash and burn, Steve out. Sent from my Tiger GameCon. <laughs> nice. Tiger. Yeah, that does sound like a 10-minute Capri Sun commercial. Yeah. I don't know what theme month that movie will fit in. It doesn't have to, Chuck. It could just be a one-off. Yeah. Okay. But uh, <laughs> we're not all theme months. Yeah. I think we're this still year we are. Not, <laughs> no. Chuck. 
after, yeah. after April, it's over <laughs> for a while. What's Mayliota? April, man? It's over. April is April. 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 Okay. April. And then Mayliota. And then it's and then... Mayliota no, and Cuba no. Gooding June too. Mm, no. <laughs> It'll be Cuba Gooding no, Jr. No, 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 All right. no. No to Gooding both of those. We also have a Power Rangers related voicemail, so let's play that one. Oh, 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 all right. Right. Let's get right to that. Man, great. Uh, scintillating. Hi, Billy Hubbley, Bancaster Ramez. Scott from Dallas here. So you've been given some thoughts to doing a Power Rangers movie. Well, you're in luck because I'm an expert on Power Rangers movies. I was a kid when Power Rangers came out and was mega into it. No lie, at one point my mom was so concerned about how much I watched the show that she came to me and said, Scott, I think you love Power Rangers more than you love me. That shocked me. I mean, how could that even be a question to her? There's a fucking Power Rangers. No shit I loved them more than I loved her. Yeah, she seemed to take the news hard. Anyway, I'm just going to tell you about the two movies real quick. There's the first one, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the movie, which had a high budget and the spirit animals that Harlow loves. Also, that's a pretty weird soundtrack for a kid's movie. Look that up. They got some odd talent for it. I think it probably has the better stunt fighting of the two movies and is overall better, but unfortunately they decided to use early 90s CGI giant robots instead of guys in suits. And it looks fucking terrible. Even at the theater, I thought it was fucking horrible looking. So, you know, that goes against it. Second movie is worse in terms of story, budget, acting, pretty much everything else. Uh, one of the Power Rangers gets injured near the beginning, so they replace him for the rest of the movie with a 10 or 12 year old kid. And also, the show, because this shit's canonical. Uh, it did have dudes in rubber robot suits fighting though, and it did contain quite a bit more cleavage and some profanity, which was surprising. So I guess it's got that going for it. But otherwise, it's really fucking terrible, and I think you'd have to be a really die-hard fan of the Pirates just to get any enjoyment out of it. So yeah, definitely go for the first movie. Scott out. All right. Well, I think that's settled. Okay. Oh, is it? Well, I mean, it's it, settled. It, I'm just saying, if we're going to venture into the Power Rangers territory, it sounds like has to be the first. It one. sounds like the second one, as most of the things we hate, like you know, probably annoying kid. Replacing all the Power Rangers, that's not good. But cleavage mm-hmm. and rubber monsters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, can we, can uh, we get isn't that on your family crest, Chuck? <laughs> yes. And speaking of yes, rubber cleavage monsters. and rubber monsters established. <laughs> it it's ever. actually in, in life. It's a cleavatus <laughs> <Yes>. rubber monsters. <laughs> Robartus. Yep. Oh Monstrous. <laughs> but considering we've mentioned rubber monsters and sequels, yeah. uh, Trevor on the Facebook page said uh i think since black exploitation month is coming to a close why not do the guyver sequel starring david Hayter, the voice of stolid snake for the metal gear game franchise Hater. it's got awesome suit work pretty awesome fight choreography and some awesome guyver killing monster scenes <laughs> one in particular sticks out if you love the anime you'll love this one. Oh, and it's cheesy fun great fight scenes and an awesome final battle with a cheesy dialogue puts it plus it's free on youtube please do this one guys please which a lot of people that listen to the Giver episode were like, listen, we know Giver 2 is so much better. And I think one of us commented to him and said, but we hated the first one. That was me. Hated. Yeah. And he said, the second one is completely different in tone and vibe. It's much more serious, which makes it pretty funny at times. The monsters look pretty damn good, and the Giver suit looks much better. Plus, the fight scenes are actually pretty damn good, if you ask me. So. I think the hurdle is that that movie's like two hours and ten minutes or something. Oh, I think we looked at it like right no. away because we were like, "Well, everyone says the Guyver Two is pretty good. Maybe we should rinse the taste of this garbage out of our mouth with that." And I think it was way too long. So yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't remember the actual reason, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. Meh. 
I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Why not? We're doing Power Rangers. Fuck it. Who cares? Let's do Guyver 2. (laughs) That'll be the month where no one gives It'll be Rubber Monster Month. (laughs) Okay. One hour and 27 minutes for Guyver Dark Hero. Man. 127. Man. Whoo. Cut your movie. Cut your movie. (laughs) But it is rated R, like they said. I mean, the first one was PG-13. Well, maybe someone gave it a chance. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next one up. This is from Adam. Title of it, BAMFCAST, The Major Motion Picture Event. Oh, yeah, we're writing it. Don't worry. Hail BAMFCAST! Hail. Hail. If and when the BAMFCAST decides to kickstart financing for your spec scripts, Gunface and Gunface 2 in the shit, I'm in <laughs> for a fistful of Benjamins. More, if I can play the henchman who gets squibbed like a blood bank full of MA- M80s. <laughs> or, or call somebody a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Movie suggestions. You're hired for the first, but yes. Mackie has the second. Yeah. Movie suggestions. One, the Bampcast owned Dirk Benedict in 1980's Ruckus. <laughs> Kyle Hansen is an emotionally bruised veteran of the Vietnam War and finds himself unable to rejoin the mainstream society. While stopping in a small town to get some food, local bullies begin harassing him. Relying on his special forces training, he manages to get away, only to become hunted by the locals. One lone woman is willing to lend him a hand. To open the movie, an extraordinarily filthy face man punches into a backwoods <laughs> diner and orders and eats a raw hamburger. There you go. Two. Is that Gunface? Uh, no, this oh, is Ruckus. Oh, Ruckus. I was hoping that was our plot. Yeah, no. That sounded pretty good. Uh, no, these the are lady. some suggestions. He's transitioned into oh, okay. suggestion yeah, territory yeah. now. The lady in that is Ruckus. Linda Blair. Oh, oh really? Good. And it's very much First Blood before First Blood came out. Hmm. It's it's weird how much First Blood it actually is. Yeah. I've seen every fucking movie. Eh, I've seen Ruckus. If it's got Linda Blair Listen, in it, Listen, if I've it came it. out between like 76 yeah. and 82. Yeah, this guy saw it. There is, yeah. Man. Anyway, primarily for the title, Amsterdamned. <laughs> the film revolves around a serial killer who uses the famed canals of the Dutch capital to strike random people. A hard-boiled detective in charge of the case teams up with an old friend to stop the killer. He soon realizes that his new girlfriend may be linked somehow to the murders, but not how one would expect. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> Slash and turn, Adam, sent from my George Plimpton-endorsed in television. Nice. Nice. Good that's one. A, that's a deep cut. Very deep. Deep cut right there. Wow. So thanks, Hamster Adam. damned. Probably I'm going to wager the title. title is the best part of that movie. Yeah. It's a pretty good title, though. I want to be a detective who's just like pairs up with his old friend. <laughs> just like, hey, buddy, come solve this crime with me. Well, all you need to do is be a detective and have some old friends. Uh, have some friends and then okay. make them so old I'm friends. So I'm not even close. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway. You'll get there one day, maybe. <laughs> Squash that dream right now, yep. Chuck. Sorry. <laughs> put, that, put that away. <laughs> Back burner. It's all over, Chuck. Maybe I'll see if you can get a lot of money, and then you can watch <laughs> Ruckus again. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's sad, Chuck, now. <laughs> we'll stop being your friends, Chuck, so that we can be old friends. <laughs> there so we, we get reunited <laughs> yeah. one day. Just go work on the detective thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Come back in 10 years. <laughs> no. Uh, it's not coming up. It's from Anders in Sweden. It's called Theme Months in Autumn. It's theme Months. You know we're all about Theme Months. It says, oh. As Harlow rolls his eyes and <laughs> all says, about theme month fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you and your Theme Months. Whatever. Bring them on. <laughs> I like hearing the ideas. I just don't want to do them. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Greetings, Bamfcast. Good to hear another round of Black Exploitation History Month. Covers one of the truly most awesome genres. Where I live, we have no comparable awesome... Ne- oh, we have no comparable awareness months. 
I guess we could institute <laughs> Sammy History Month, but there was so little material that it might turn into Sammy History Week and even then run out of steam before it was over. Oh. And no, there is no semi-exploitation. It's all bleak documentaries and Ingvar Bergman-esque angst fest. <clears throat> Sorry. Hmm. Since it was proposed by someone last year, got an enthusiastic response from you all, yet didn't come to fruition in 2013, I've taken it upon myself to research the possibilities to declare the last month of 2014 Ludicrousmas Month. Having gone through his filmography on IMDb, no way am I sitting through some of these piles of of shit. I have compiled a list of the movies, systematized after apparent enjoyability. Oh, okay. Okay. As you can see, there's quite an assortment to choose from. It should be possible to create a good mix. If I might make a suggestion, I would choose Ball Don't Lie or Hustle and Flow for starters. And no, Hustle and Flow is actually good. So Fucking no. great. Followed by New Year's Eve and Rock and Rolla and finished with either one of the Fast and Furious movies. Ne- ne- whoa, whoa. You son of a bitch. Whoa. <laughs> that could just be celebrating. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's our, <laughs> anyway, our Ludicrousmas gift. Our Ludicrousmas yeah, right. gift. Our mm-hmm. white elephant Ludicrousmas <laughs> gift exchange. Right. But yeah, he, he's saying we might be able to swap some out, one for Max Payne, or if we feel really masochistic, we could try Fred Claus. Best regards, Anders in Sweden. Wait, Ludacris isn't Fred Claus? And Max Payne? Yeah. Wow. Really. At least according to IMDb. Well, Fred Claus fits the bill. I mean, that's literally Ludacrismas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Max Payne fits for Marky March. If we still also, he said, uh, <laughs> also he said, March, if we'd Costco's. like more exploitation months, why not non-exploitation November? Take a look on IMB there, gems like Nundercover. <laughs> <laughs> Nude nuns with big guns and none of that. Oh, none of that. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's left a list. He says the good, Fast and Furious 6, Fast and Furious 5, Too Fast, Too Furious, Ball Don't Lie, and Hustle and Flow. Questionable, Rock and Rolla. Bad, New Year's Eve and Crash. <laughs> Minor Rolls. In Max Payne, The Wash, Gamer, No Strings Attached, and Fred Claus. Oh God, The Wash. Jesus. Oh, that movie was fucking terrible. Wow. Oh. Or the two people that saw that, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I have a Wash keychain. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually think I, I actually saw the beginning of Fred Claus when yeah. I was at my in-laws around Christmas time. I actually know it was around Thanksgiving because then they started like the day after Thanksgiving one of the networks was like, all right, Christmas movies, let's bring it on. We've been waiting. And Fred Claus was one of them. And I think he was like one of the repossessor guys that works with. All of the Vince Vaughn Christmas movies have blended together in my head. I just know for like a period of four years, there was a new Vince Vaughn Christmas movie every year. So, And they were all set in Chicago. (laughs) But yeah, Ludacrismas. Honestly, there's like not enough bad on there. Like, we could do he's no Fred cool, Claus he's and no say Coolio. it's ludicrous. Yeah, he's not a generally guaranteed to be in a bad movie. I mean, obviously there's some duds in there, but yeah, I mean, he's still I, in. I fucking like, love Hustle and Flow, and I mean, you know, mixed and, mixed opinions on Crash, but it is an Academy Award winner. It's not yeah. exactly. Yeah, we can't. Do yeah, that. and too fast, oh, that too, yeah. too fast, too furious is a work of art. So no. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It should be hanging in the Smithsonian. <laughs> the fuck are you laughing, Chuck? I just love he's hearing it. Chuckling. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> I've, I've actually owned Rock and Rolla for, I can't tell you how many years. I saw it somewhere cheap, and I was like, I heard this might be Guy Ritchie returning to being Guy Ritchie. I never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched whatever the one after that was. Okay. Uh, don't know the name. Not Doesn't have Madonna in it. That's all I know. Great. Oh, I'd yeah. watch that. Yeah. Never saw that one. Okay. Well. Oh. Anyway. All right, everybody. All right. <laughs> Next one up is from uh, 
Mike. Not sure if it's Mike from Pittsburgh, but it's a Mike. Hello, Mike. He says, hi, guys. First of all, please note that someone else on your Facebook page suggested January Michael Vincent. This is a genius idea. But be careful, since a lot of his titles look Skinamax-esque. Indecent behavior, animal instincts, sins of desire. Sins of desire. Yeah, that's that's some purple prose right there for those Mm -hmm. titles. Uh, Second of all, you must see the Divine Enforcer. John Michael Vincent and Eric Estrada are two genial priests. The movie also features Jim Brown. He has written Jim Brown in all caps, by the way. That's what yeah, that's do. the only way you can write yeah. Jim Brown. Yeah. Robert Zadar, and unfortunately, as the main character, some guy you've never heard of. <laughs> Great. But that main character that's is a kickboxing vigilante priest. <laughs> Adding to the amusement are the extremely mundane suburban settings. This may be the only movie about priests to be totally uninterested in religious iconography. The Divine Enforcer is only on VHS, which means the whole thing is on YouTube. It would be a great selection for Robert Zadarch or Eric Easterada. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's my new favorite suggestion is Eric Easterada. I do like Robert Zadarch. <laughs> Zadarch. Well, thank you, Mike. Ah, damn it. <laughs> oh, we're never not doing theme once, are we? <laughs> too good. Puns Welcome to the theme good. cast. Hey, if they would just stop making movies that apply to our theme months, we yeah. wouldn't have to watch it. All right. So here's one for you, Harlow. Okay. You'll appreciate this one from Yuri. Hey, it's Jerry. Yeah, yeah Yuri. He says, so if you're ever going to do Freedom Month again, then you should do it correctly and with irony. So here are my suggestions for Freedom, freedom Month. Five movies with the word freedom in their title. <laughs> <laughs> Caged Heat 2, Stripped of Freedom. An epic sequel two decades in the making. Mm-hmm. Do it. Or at least do the first one, because you guys don't do enough 70s exploitation as it is. Yeah. Can't argue that. Lust for Freedom, another prison movie with chicks. Released, but not made by Troma. Known in Hong Kong as Sex Prison. <laughs> sex I am also prison. known in Hong Kong as Sex Prison. Yeah. Because you know how we love our rapey movies. Okay. So, Boy, yeah. do we. Uh, next, Ferocious Female Freedom Fighters. So Troma got the rights to a terrible Indonesian film and redubbed it. I don't know about you guys, but I want to see that. Eh. Mr. Freedom <laughs> from 1969. Dated political satire is always something. Am I right? That's Freedom's no. father. Mr. Freedom. <laughs> Please. <call me laughs> and last, and lastly, Mr. Freedom is my father. <laughs> uh, Dr. Freedom. I have earned my degree. And Mr. Freedom Esquire. Thank you very much. <laughs> lastly, Freedom Strike. Ooh. Now, I'm not a big Dudikoff guy. But you guys sure seem to like him, or his movies, or that one movie. <laughs> anyway, here's a Dudikoff movie co-starring Tone Loke. Yes, Tone Loke. Just at the peak of his career in um 1998. Can't go wrong with that. And that is not the peak of his career. But no. Yeah. So after March to Costco's April, Fred Olin May, Nin June, True July's, where you watch True Lies for four or five weeks in a row, and Dogus 2, if you might consider doing that batch of a movie, huh? Yay. No Dogus 2. What? What? You don't uh, want doggest? What? I don't know if we I should doggest again. Doggest. You don't get. No. I do like. I do like the idea of doing Ninja Live. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ninja Live because uh, I mean, it basically means I'm okay with theme months as long as we're not like forcing ourselves to watch movies we really don't want to watch. I know that's the problem with the doggest. problem is the the better the the well, better the pun or portmanteau the worse the month. But like, we want to watch Ninja Live. Would be great. That's I mean four Ninja movies, yeah. five minutes, but movies. Spooky Buddies. Fuck buddies, man. Fuck. <laughs> no. I, I would watch, watch that movie. <laughs> they made two of those movies a couple years yeah, ago. No. <laughs> yeah, they did. They came out like weeks apart. Yeah. It was like K9 and Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, well, starring the women from Black Swan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Yuri has a PS email that came right after. It said, mm-hmm. and as far as March Dacascos goes, <laughs> I'd like to recommend DNA from 1997. It's one of those a monster is loose in a research facility movies with Mark as a scientist that no one takes seriously until it's too late. He has that all in italics. You know the type. But as far as those go, it's not a bad one. And it's also a Predator ripoff. Crash and Bandicoot, Steve like the bird seagull, <laughs> sent from Bulgaria via the Ponytail Express. <laughs> we have. Uh, I didn't authorize your use of the Ponytail Express. <laughs> we have DNA ready to go whenever you're ready. Oh, okay, if, good. If we need, you know. Oh, you're talking about the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I just, I'm not volunteering <laughs> my DNA. <laughs> you know, just. Getting all flustered here. Gets Jeff. all over the place. What? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we got a short one from Josh from Corpus Christi, your friend and mine. He is. Our crooner, Josh. I will note this was sent at about 4.32 in the morning. Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, dear. I'd buy the shit out of them shirts. (laughs) (laughs) Put that in your pipe and do whatever the fuck you want with it. I ain't your mom, kid. Now get the fuck out of here. I got to see someone about some shit that don't concern you. Jay. (laughs) Sent from my who gives a goddamn shitting nipple fuck. Just kidding, it's my Sega Nomad. Just kidding, it's my Atari Lynx. Go home, seriously. Daddy's trying to score. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. That's uh, another tick mark on the shirts want list. Mm-hmm. He would buy the yeah, fuck out of them. We need, yes. to, we need to work on that. Yeah. We got a lot in the pipeline we need to work on. And we're going to smoke it. Like to, another we, voicemail. We need to quit some jobs. That's what we need. To yeah, do. seriously. Hit that donate button, everybody. Yeah. So we can quit. <laughs> All right. Yes. Voicemail time. Hello, gents of the BMS. It's Melvin from the latest acquisition. Um, I just finished act, um, watching Action USA, and wow, that was awesome. That was amazing. I had no idea that movie existed until you guys pointed out it, but I'm glad you did because, Jesus, it was just fantastic, man. That opening... The way they, those guys kept um, putting just random things on the road while that guy driving on the sidewalk. Somebody just leaves a dumpster then walks away. Someone leaves like trash bags. The way they just kept putting just things for the guy to smash into. Driving while dry, drinking a beer. No seat belt. Something that you just don't see anymore. But man, it's amazing. And the way they pace themselves in terms of stunts, like um, they didn't blow their wide in the first 10 minutes, even though it looks like they did. They say some of the biggest stunts for the last 10 minutes of the movie. Like that guy falling in slow motion for almost 10 seconds before he slams into that car. And those guys on fire falling off the bridge. Just amazing. So, good recommend. And while I was watching that, I saw a trailer for something called Black Eagle. Not Order of the Black Eagle, which I know you guys reviewed, and that was a fun review. But just Black Eagle, featuring Shokasugi and a young up-and-coming Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm guessing mid-80s. I have no information on it because I just discovered it, but... Uh, King Kosui, Sho's son, is in it, and he looks to be about the same age as he was in Revenge of the Ninja, so I'm guessing it's from that time period. But I wanted to know if you guys have heard of that, and if you have, um, if you think you'll get around to doing a review on that. So, um, that's all for now. Bye. Random button press going there. <laughs> but yeah, we actually saw that trailer, I believe, on that tape. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I know we saw the Black Eagle trailer at some point, and I'm pretty sure it was when we watched our tape of Action USA, so... He probably has a similar copy to us. That's probably the one marked action. Like the, the sticker. <laughs> yeah. Like, love that. Double yeah. action USA. <laughs> it's for those who don't appreciate the obviousness. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a possible Ninja Lie movie. 
It's not really. No, it's not ninjas? Not really. Oh, okay. It's... I vaguely... I just hear Shokazuki, and I'm like... Yeah, oh, I yeah. vaguely remember Black mm-hmm. Eagle. I, th- I think Jean-Claude is barely in it, and it's one of those where they just hyped him up later after the fact, like he's in it. I think it's all like Middle Eastern Europe, just sort of like shitty, burned-out building mm-hmm. crappiness. I, d- I don't remember a lot about it. Uh, maybe we'll s- sample it, see... Yeah. If it's we worth doing. Watch that trailer again. Yeah. We will research. Yeah. yeah. Find right. out more. Yeah. It's not a definite. Thanks, no. All right. Next up is Pally. Hey, Pally. He says, recommendations <laughs> for live free or recommend hard. <laughs> Sup, Bamfcasters. Hey. So I've discovered a tragedy among tragedies that you guys have only reviewed one Reb Brown movie. You are the hunter from the future. <laughs> the man is a treasure trove of amazing acting that never fails to disappoint. A select choice few of his amazing body of work. Both 1979 made-for-TV Captain America movies, Captain America and Captain America 2, Death Too Soon. Reb plays Steve Rogers slash Captain as he rides around on a patriotic motorcycle and fights crime using a giant plastic frisbee painted to look like Captain's signature frisbee. Skip the first one, though, because he's really only Captain for about 20 minutes or so at the end. Hmm. 1985's Howling 2, My Sister is a Werewolf, a.k.a. Howling 2, Sturbo Werewolf Bitch, the better title in my opinion. No, that first title's awesome. I will accept no other. Reb teams up with Christopher fucking Lee to fight a coven of orgiastic werewolves led by Sybil Danning. Bonus points for A, topless Sybil Danning, when you still wanted that sort of thing, and B, the fact that Christopher Lee infiltrates an 80s rock club wearing the most misshapen pair of sunglasses to ever oddly sit on a person's head. Chuck knows a lot about Howling too. I do, My yeah. sister is a werewolf. It's We could watch that. It's pretty goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're in Howling 8. Oh Christ! <laughs> Christ! I just love I just love to trigger that in your brain that pain. Just it is bring great. It, right it back. is great to just mention the latter howlings and watch <laughs> Chuck's <laughs> face contort. Chuck, I'm, no! just, I'm just, just thinking about Sybil Danning. I'm just thinking about Sybil Danning. I'm just PHSD. Yep. <laughs> uh, 1988's Space Mutiny. Hmm. It's kind of cheating since this film was arguably one of the best MST3K episodes. But goddamn, if I can't help but love it. Reb is the security leader on a colonial spaceship when a coup erupts and shit starts just going cray-cray, including a sequence involving 80s new wave chicks with psychic powers and a chase sequence involving motorized airport carts with shit glued on them to make them look like futurized motorized airport carts. (laughs) (laughs) All right, God. Too many adjectives. I ran out of breath to finish all those adjectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my personal favorites, 1989's Cage and 1994's Cage 2, co-starring the Lou Ferrigno as Reb's Vietnam Army buddy who suffered brain damage after being shot in the fucking head at the beginning of the movie. The two open a bar together but have to become cage fighters in order to take down a group of mobsters. The sequel involves one of the best <laughs> uses of a model helicopter ever to adorn films, and I will leave it at that. You should also watch 1983's but not as much for Reb, since I'm pretty sure he's just there to be the movie's first kill. So you guys and Robert Zadarch, crash and burn, <laughs> pally out. <laughs> Sent from my small plastic toy cellophone filled with candy. Ooh, candy. Yeah. Oh, Chuck knows. Yeah, I watched also. Yeah, you did a review on that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did that one get taken down, or is that one that stayed up? It got taken down. That Uni- sucks. Universal said, Ooh, take that shit offline. I hate that, man. Yeah. But yeah, that I think that's Reb's first movie. So, okay. yeah, hey, he's right. Red Brown is ridiculous in a fun way in everything that he does. And it seems weird that we haven't touched on him. I don't know why. I would watch those Cage movies. Those sound great. That Cage does sound pretty good. Because just like 
open a bar and then you gotta <laughs> cage box some mobsters or something with your yeah. buddy who's been shot in the head. <laughs> sure. Your buddy Lou Ferrigno <laughs> right. who's been shot in the head. Yeah. That would explain explain his speech better. Yeah, I guess it would. <laughs> poor Lou Ferrigno. What? Yes, poor Lou Ferrigno. Alright. Uh, next one up is from Scott. This, this time in Delaware. Whoa. He says, hey, Banff Castaways, it's Scott, the one in Delaware. I have a topic for discussion I wanted to throw out, but first I have to recommend a movie since it's set in your home state and it's from the 80s. It's called The New Kids from 1985, and it's basically what you'd get if you asked John Hughes to make an ABC after-school special based on Deliverance. A few <laughs> highlights. James Spader is the sleazy and psychotic villain, arguably one of the most evil characters he's ever played. And that is saying something. Yes. Full House's Lori Laughlin yeah. as the target of Spader's gang. Cameo by Tom Atkins in an 80s training montage, no less, with possible Stargrove potential. Third act finale set in the carnival, but I won't say anything more on that. Available on Crackle. Sweet. Crackle. And he said, uh, for some reason, it's sometimes called Striking Back. What was the original title? The New Kids. The New, no, new the, Kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. 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 Have you seen it, Chuck? You're I acting as if you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, there's... Two Spader movies that came out around the same time, that and Tough Turf. Yeah. And I always mixed up which one Spader was the good guy and which one he was the bad guy because they're almost the same movie. Mm-hmm. They're just kids being menaced by other shitty kids. Yeah. And so I guess that's the one where Spader's the evil one and Tough Turf is when he's the the mm-hmm. good one. Yeah. yeah. I've wanted to do Tough Turf for a while. Yeah. It's a great title. Yeah. Tough Turf. Yeah. He says, on to the topic. I'm sorry if you've already covered it, but uh, there are movies that virtually everyone has seen and are often quoted in a reference regardless of how old they are. Jaws, Star Wars, or Psycho, for example. Yet I think we all have a few movies we somehow managed to not see or didn't get around to seeing until many years later, no matter how popular they ever became. Question, what are some iconic movies you've never actually seen or didn't get around to seeing until long after they became iconic? Okay, guys, that's all I have for now. I have to get back to planning a wedding with my busty fiance because I love her melons, but we can't elope. Scott the <laughs> 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 Try the veal. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitress. I'll be here all week. Um, see the previous 200 and something to something episodes for all of my answers to that question. Yep. Uh, mine is Princess Bride. I didn't see it until basically I was too old to have any sort of appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't have any appreciation for it. It's so sad. I know. It's fine though. It's kind of sad. I have I have plenty of movies in my film history that I still haven't seen that are pretty big movies that I, I don't know why I haven't ever sat down and watched them. Uh, well, I've never actually seen uh, Midnight Run, <laughs> like, or not Midnight Run, Midnight uh, Express. Midnight Express. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never seen Midnight Run either, but that's different. But you've seen The Cable Guy. Yes. So you've seen a scene from Midnight yes. Run, Express. I, I, no, I, I get things yeah. that happen exactly. in it because you know people talk about things. But yeah. uh, I've never actually seen Lawrence of Arabia. That's fair. I is it? I don't know. A lot of people haven't. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's long. It is it's long, long, but I mean, I've watched a lot of movies like that. I mean, I've seen Doctor Shivago more than once, and oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> just fuck that movie forever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I've seen a lot of movies like that. It's just that it's one of supposedly one of the better ones I never got around to seeing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's. I guess it, I guess it'd make more sense to talk about ones that came out and that I had a chance to see when they were new. Right. And, both of those other ones I just mentioned really weren't. I wasn't the right age for them. Right. Yeah. I think I'm in some sort of pattern of where I haven't seen an actual Best Picture winner in 20 years. <laughs> Wait, what, really? Something stupid like that where not not by choice, 
just somehow it started working out that whatever would win Best Picture, I did not see. Hmm. So speaking of that, I saw Twelve Years a Slave before I went on vacation. Uh huh. <laughs> um, oh. That deserved to win Best Picture. Okay. That is a phenomenally well-made movie that I never ever want to watch again. Great. Because that is rough, <laughs> rough, 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 rough movie. Sounds. That's really good. good. But yeah, it. We were supposed to see Wolf of Wall Street, but then they changed the time and we didn't make it. So. Oh. But yeah. So I've seen a Best Picture winner. Good job. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet, but what was here before? Fuck anyone. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fast Five. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was Should good. have been. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like Titanic and. You never seen? Yeah, Titanic? You haven't seen Titanic? Nope. Never saw Titanic. Wow. Okay. Th- That's w- one of those that you can't. You like. It's impossible to avoid. I mean, I feel like the I know cultural touchstone. Yeah, well, you, you, know, you do the, know how it is. Quotes. Yes, I. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I pretty. I feel like I know that movie start to finish. <laughs> I, I just. History. There get to be certain movies that become so dominant in everyone talking about them that I'm just like, I need to wait, and then I need to wait till. I think some time has gone by on Titanic. It has. But then, like, as soon as I was getting close, they were like, Titanic in 3D. And I'm like, son of a I think, bitch. I think you should be a Titanic hipster and go see Pompeii. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's in that. Well, he is. <laughs> That's right. You're the uh, motherfucker that's like, I want to go see it now because Kiefer Sutherland. I'm like, shut yeah. up, Joe. By the way, Argo won last year. I've seen Argo. I didn't see Argo. I have not seen Argo. Argo was pretty good. I don't know if it I'm was. Good. Man, I'm two years in a row now. I haven't seen the best picture. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Yeah. But yeah, there's just, there's a... It, Every year, whatever they say the the top five important movies are, I'm just like, I didn't see that. Well, I was like that when I was just updating my letterbox list and look and going through like Oscar winner lists. Yeah. And like, there's a period from I think it's '88 to '93 mm-hmm. where basically every picture that was nominated for best picture, I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, and like, don't even have a recollection of anything about them. Yeah, it's like the English Patient era. Ugh. Bleh. Yeah, I never saw that. Okay. I know. Didn't see it. Okay. (laughs) Pretty good. But yeah, but then once like 94 hits, that's like, oh yeah, I've seen that and that and that and that. And it's not like, it's it's not that I'm avoiding them because there's no way for me to know when they come out that they're going to win Best Picture and then I don't see it. It's just that something about these movies that are winning are not something that I'm like, I got to see that because there's just so much stuff that I need to see. I'm still working through the list of stuff I want to see. Mm -hmm. So... I've been pleasantly surprised, though, in the last few years, like when I I used to try to marathon at least like the major Oscar movies before they'd happen Mm -hmm. just because I kind of wanted to see them before they happened. Remember you did that, what, last year or the year before? Yeah, Yeah. I've always I've tried to keep up, but then it got like, you know, when they started the 10 nominees, I was like, fuck, I can't, can't, you know, I just can't keep up with this. But like there there are pleasant gems in there. Like I on paper, I would have been like, fuck, I'm never, ever watching Frost Nixon. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Like I was like, it's fine. Yeah, like King's Speech. I again was like on paper. I was like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, never ever need to see this. Pretty damn good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, just sometimes those movies, it's like, oh, okay, that is you. You know, sometimes that's what awards shows can do. Is like, hey, no, give this movie a try. It probably doesn't look like your thing on paper, but there's a reason people talk about it mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, like a few months ago when I did like, I need to sit down and make a list of all the '80s movies I've never actually really seen start to finish. And it's like Flashdance and Footloose and things that people have seen a million times. And then, you know, sitting down to watch them and like in the back of my head, I know that something is about to happen, but I don't, I, I'm calling it. But like when they have this, <laughs> this tractor chicken fight in Footloose mm-hmm. and I'm like, I didn't know it was coming, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, are they about to have a tractor chicken fight and they're going to play that song? And it's like, that's what they do. And 
you know so i mean like you sort of soak in this information over time but just not knowing where it's from or why well that was my yeah. fargo experience yeah yeah i mean along with just, my usual suspects experience yeah you just see bits and pieces and mm-hmm. people talk about stuff and parody That's stuff with citizen kane i've never actually seen citizen kane from start to finish mm-hmm. i've just seen bits and pieces here and there and i know obviously so much that happens in that movie but yeah. it's one of those where it's like Okay. <laughs> I just, I've never seen it. Yeah. And it feels like a gap that I should probably fill in at some point. But those are easy. Those movies back then were usually pretty short. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So hopefully we answered his question. <laughs> probably and then some. Yeah, yeah. Sufficiently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got a short voicemail here. I will go ahead and play. Hey, BMF Cast. This is Sunny California calling saying that I would buy a BMF Cast shirt for about $20 before shipping. I would also then buy a BMF cast bumper sticker to stick onto water bottles, cars, doors, and my enemies. About two bucks a pop before shipping. Have a great day. Oh, and thanks for another uh, Black History uh, Month podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. What, what's sure. he talking about? We didn't talk about. Oh, we did Black Exploitation History Month. Yeah. Okay, it's, yeah. it's different. All right. <laughs> I don't know is. what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that's good. I guess we have a. Somebody uh, another vote for buying. Yeah, stuff. not just saying you know I'll buy stuff, but maybe we need a we need a level like where we need to try to set the prices. Yeah, I, that gets tricky, you know. Because no, no, that, that's, I mean it, that's it, what's it, tough because you don't want to rip people off, but you don't want to. Oh, I want to make it so off. much of a pain in the ass that it's not worth doing. right. Sneakily exactly. rip people off, like well, nah. I mean, well, the inside baseball of it all is really like it's you've got to you know you want to make a, just a little bit of money, but you also have to think about it's it's also advertising. You yeah, know, when someone's walking around yeah. and like, is you know, a clever shirt, what does that mean? Yeah, we want to give people a product that they want at a value that is good for them, that is also profitable for us. Right. So yeah, that we want to get rich. <laughs> we want to pay yeah. our bills. We want to pay our bills. Our Banffcast bills, because I have yeah. a regular job for the other bills. Banff right? bills. I don't have any money left over <laughs> yeah. after that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got a short one from Pierre. He says, "Hey guys." Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> As always, I love the podcast, and you've touched on it before, but topical with the RoboCop stuff. What are your opinions on squibs? I hate the new digital stuff. I miss the old Verhoeven level of exploding flesh. I think it was Chuck that said the Total Recall saw a guy get turned into a wet newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if I said that or not. I, I think it was you. Yeah. You were talking about Total Fucking Recall, but it's weird. Squibs. We just brought that up yeah. tonight. Uh, he says there's a point to this, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't emailed in a while. Opinions on the lack of old school squibs in new movies. I know it's a small detail, but I miss them. Discuss and keep up the awesome work, Pierre. I, squibs good. I think I'm okay with CG blood as long as it's an enhancement. I think the ones, the better ones I've seen, it, it looks like they've used squibs as well and then just used CG to enhance it because I, I've seen ones that I'm pretty sure are combos mm-hmm. because you know you don't necessarily want to have mass a big enough explosion to have the blood fly out that like could hurt the stuntman mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But they can use CG because it's like, okay, well this is what it looks like. And then now just enhance it and add more. You can break the fabric. Yes. But then like paint in the blood. Right. But like watching RoboCop, the squibs in that movie, I'm pretty sure those were more painful to the actors than actually getting shot. <laughs> I mean, when a squib is done right in a movie, it's like, I, I know it's a squib. I know it's a special effect, but Jesus. I mean, these things yeah. are just fucking exploding. That's Verhoeven, man. I I love the way that guy uses them. Yeah. I, like, absolutely love it. 
And I don't know what it is, if it's just that they're, like you said, that they're just loaded with more explosive in them or more blood in them or something. Yeah. But just the way they tear the fabric coming out, it just, it looks awesome and it sells that level of violence in those movies on a level that it doesn't, that CGI never will for me. Right. Even enhanced ones. I mean, my my girlfriend, or girlfriend, my wife now, we were watching Walking Dead the other night. And they're walking on, and they're smashing a zombie with something, mm-hmm. and there's CG blood spraying up. She's like, "Why do oh, they have to use God, CG? I hate it. Yeah. Why can't they just use real stuff? Yeah. I mean, that stuff's cheap, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I don't know either. I don't get it." Yeah. I, I just when I see a physical effect, I can still go, "Ah, that looks like it hurts." If I see a computer effect, I'm like, "That's a computer effect. That actor is totally fine." Yeah. That it's it's a suspension of disbelief thing that. A practical special effect, and I know we've talked about this before, but a practical effect, especially like a bullet squib, is like it, that guy probably got hurt. Well, yeah. Well, and a that person stained. is going to react from something <laughs> yeah. popping off of them, right? It's, it's not just like now, 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 now. now. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. And, and what I don't get is how. Think about how far CGI has come in the twenty years since it was introduced. Yeah. How have we not figured this out yet? Yeah. How does it still look fake? That's what I don't understand about it. Yeah, I'd be I fine mean, with it if it didn't look so fake. Because fluid dynamics but it, is incredibly difficult to yeah, model. But, yeah, but I mean, I was I was going to say to that point, though, like, I, I am always amazed when I find out something was CG that I was like, really? Like, um, talking about you know, fluid things is a beautiful mind. If anybody actually seen it here? I've seen it. I have seen it. Okay, well, there's a scene where, the, you know, there's, you know, in his state of mind, it's like he's almost drowns the baby because he doesn't realize what's going on mm-hmm. completely the babe there was no water in the tub oh and you would not know it from looking at that scene mm. i mean there you know there was a baby sitting in a tub no water <laughs> it was all cg mm-hmm. i mean that was like one of the things i found out i was like well that makes sense because you don't want to possibly drown an infant but yeah. yeah i mean i was just like holy shit that okay wow well it's like they say the best effects are the ones you didn't even know were effects exactly yeah all right last email we got a voicemail but Last email is from Scott from Dallas. Now he's it's, in Dallas? Yes, this is the Scott from Dallas. Oh, the Scott Not from Scott Dallas. from Dallas. Like grim, really Scott, he's Scott yes. one, not Scott two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the title of this is Streets of Fire. Okay. Alma yes. Draft House has this thing they're doing where they're showing the top 100 movies throughout the year. And I've been going to the one in Dallas, which recently opened. Not too long ago, they showed a little movie called Streets of Fire. as part of their top 100. Had the unfortunate luck of coming out a week after Temple of Doom the week of Star Trek 3, and the week before Ghostbusters and Gremlins. That's why you probably haven't heard of it. This movie is fucking amazing and right up your alley. It takes place in a version of 1950s, which is as broken down and dirty as Robocop's Detroit. Willem Dafoe plays the leader of a biker gang who kidnaps Rick Moranis' girlfriend, Diane Lane. Bill Paxton gets punched out numerous times. (laughs) Everything is flammable. All bullets are high explosive rounds. The fight at the end is unlike anything else I've ever even heard of. Defoe's character is fucking insane. It is shot and scored like an actual good movie, but I think the dialogue and plot are enough to edge it into your podcast territory. There's a European Blu-ray, but America got shafted via an HD DVD release. Huh. I'm sure you can find a way, though. Crash and burn, Scott from Dallas. You just find that cheap HD DVD. Yeah. I'll, I'll hook back up that player. Yeah, Streets of Fire has been on the list for ages. And it's one of those just... just I don't know why the time hasn't felt right. Yeah. For it, but yeah, it's one of those where we're like, yeah, everything we want is in this movie, and we know it. Yeah. So is it 
is it actually considered bad or is it just kind of forgotten? It's it's, it's considered not, crazy. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just one of those like this is not an A list movie. This is a, okay. this is a B list genre. I'll take it. Yeah, you know, second build double feature type movie. Yeah, it's good. something we would like. All right, it's got young Diane Lane. That's a good. Thing. I like all manner of Diane oh, Lane. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the young one's pretty hot. Yeah. Yep. Rick Moranis. Yeah. <laughs> the young one's pretty hot. Why would you go there? Like, that was the first thing that comes to your mind. It wasn't. Diane uh, Lane was the first thing that came Oh, okay. Yeah. I had to talk myself down. Sure. Mm. You know. So we have one more voicemail. <laughs> we do. Let's play it. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to marginally celebrate a living legend who was taken to a farm too soon by a man who had a swarmy jerk face. Growing up as a youngster... Crawling around the rough streets of 20XX in Jacksonville, Florida, young Mackie didn't find success in everything he did. In little Mackie's formative years, he may have been known for having a 1.4 GPA in the classroom, but his mother always said he had a 4.1 GPA in life. As fate would have it, the undeveloped Mackie would find his calling later in life. His charisma would bring him to co-host two wildly mediocre podcasts, or as Mackie once said, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Mackie will be remembered for his run-of-the-mill movie reviews of what can only be described as a subpar gaming score on Xbox Live. He leaves behind a very sad and distraught moon pit, as well as numerous pinball tables who never got to feel his rough, but surprisingly passionate embrace. We can only hope Mackie is with the BMF cast on who have passed on to other farms, playing that five jocks Adams family pinball table in the sky. And so, Theodore Donald Mackie, in accordance with what we think your dying wishes let might well have been, we can make your final mortal remains for the bosom of the Williams Collection pinball table, which you love so well. Good night, sweet prince. And in closing, fuck you, Chuck. You know what you did. Dictated but not read. Ian from Cleveland, Ohio, except for my Zach Morse phone. <laughs> best sign out ever, yes. Uh, I had that to is, save that one for last. That is the best voicemail that I've ever heard in my life. I... Yeah, I, there's it's, nothing. Nothing will. It's nothing actually will pretty it. accurate. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah. I'm back. Back from the dead. Back. Zombie kill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the head. Shit. Yeah. 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 Welcome back. I don't know what to say to that one, but thanks. Hey, I, can, I, can, I can to eulogize. You. I can yeah. message Moonpeer and say, "Hey, I'm still alive. Don't well, sweat it." Rumors of your demise were greatly exaggerated. Yeah. I did visit a farm. It was nice. Did you run free? <laughs> I did with all the other little podcasters that were there. This is actually really not Mackie. We just got a, a, a Mackie that yeah. looks just like him. If we went to the store, we're yeah. like, yeah, yeah just, just give us another one. Yeah. They're all the same. Uh, we Mackie got Dick Sargent Sargent or yeah. Dick York or whoever the other I like, I like that my middle name is now Donald. Donald? Okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't it Theodore Donald? Matt? Yeah. 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 Ted, you're Ted Donald. Ted yeah, Donald. I, I figured I'd be Ted from accounting. Ted Don. If only I worked in accounting. Still, there's still time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go be a detective. You go get that job in accounting. Oh man, then we can t- then we can be partners. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can He's be. He's a crazy accountant. He's a by the book detective. <laughs> They're about to find out. <laughs> Let's workshop that one. Okay. Cracking yeah. cases isn't <laughs> all it's cracked. I'm, work, I'm working on the names. That's where it starts. Once you have the names of the two people, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the Rizzoli and I. <laughs> it just writes itself. <laughs> Abacus and guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a black exploitation movie. Oh, well, Theodore right. Abacus. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll have to work on that. Teddy A. Teddy A. <laughs> Teddy A. 
Tetherick. <laughs> so. Yeah, how about some contact information? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, it's super easy. Go to the website, bmfcast.com. Check out the buttons on the right-hand side. That will lead you to all of our social information, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, MySpace. MySpace, yeah. Uh, adult Friend Finder. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn, our LinkedIn profile uh, sure. for the Vine. podcast. Endorse um, us. Our Vine, our uh, Garfield.com username. Um, and speaking of Garfield, Good you one. should definitely give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BAMFcast hotline, 9105-JOX-BMF, 9105-56-9263. Give us a ring. Keep it short and sweet. Or if it's going to be long, it better be awesome. Yeah. That's what she said. It Don't helps. I know it. Yes. What? And uh, please go on iTunes. Leave us a review. It helps uh, push us up in the rankings and the ratings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it makes us feel good. Be our ranking push-up bra. Some we we may we're it's five years we haven't held we're still holding out hope that we might get in the new and notable section. That would be neat. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would have yeah, to I, also I be well, new. We'd, we'd have, have to be, be the notable. notable. Yes, yeah. Yeah. the say, new. I mean, notable is all we're getting. Yeah. Here is again for the first time. Right. Here's this new podcast that happens to have 215 episodes. Yeah. And look at this. You can catch up on all these back episodes they have. Could you imagine starting those first few? No. That's like, it's like 300 something hours now at this point. It's crazy. Some people take cross country trips. That's a lot of cross country (laughs) trips, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. (laughs) 